Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mm. I am very grateful that we get to join together transcending time and space by means of this podcast. <laughs> yes. And our topic is trading pain for happiness and drawing upon lesson 190 from the workbook which is entitled, I Choose the Joy of God Instead of Pain. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. This is such a powerful lesson, and I have found it very helpful. So right now, many, many, many people that I've been talking to, virtually everyone I've been talking to, no matter how deep their spiritual practice is, no matter how strong their equilibrium, their harmony, their peace is, they can feel how uh, disruptive, how intense, how agitated things are in the world. And people are very emotional. Many people I've been talking with are very tender, very volatile, very fragile right now, at least in terms of how they're feeling emotionally. And I, I'll just say, I am not feeling that personally, but I am feeling that other people are feeling that. And uh, we're all one, so we are affected when other people are struggling and they're distraught. And my job is to know The highest and best is being revealed for all of us. So let's know that together right now. I'm going to take this deep breath of gratitude and place my hand on my heart. I invite you to do the same and join with me as we are consciously choosing the joy of God instead of pain. We are grateful to open our hearts to a very real understanding of the joy of God that is ours now and forever. We don't have to make it up. We don't have to accomplish it or achieve it. It's already ours forever. We are grateful to open our awareness, our mind, our heart, our very being to experience the joy of God and to relinquish any attachments we have to experiencing anything as painful. We are grateful to let the pain go. We're letting go of the root causes of pain and opening ourselves to the peace of God. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are united. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. So I feel this is such an important topic, trading pain for happiness. So one of the 
most fundamental lessons of the ego is that we are to believe, we are to conclude based on what we experience that the situations and circumstances of our life are the cause of our pain. So our spouse has an affair with somebody else, that's a cause for pain. Our house burns down, that's a cause for pain. Our dog is hurt or injured uh, or killed, that's a cause for pain. All the causes for pain are out there in the world. And A Course in Miracles teaches the opposite. So we have taught ourselves to believe what we see in the world and to draw these conclusions. And it doesn't matter if they're true or false, it doesn't matter. This is what we've been trained to do. So what we're being asked to do with A Course in Miracles is to let all of that go. So we're to let go of everything we've trained ourselves to see, to do, to be. And that's what's so challenging, is we've invested so much in being able to look at the world through the lens that we view it through. So Lesson 190 starts off very strong. Again, the title of it is, I choose the joy of God instead of pain. And it begins with something that I've quoted so many times, mostly to myself. When I've been feeling pain, usually emotional pain or mental pain, physical pain is not that much a part of my experience. So pain is a wrong perspective. That's what it starts out with. Pain is a wrong perspective. So a wrong perspective, uh, for the most part, is going to be when we see ourselves as a body rather than as the I am that I am or that higher Holy Spirit self, or if we see ourselves as a body instead of seeing ourselves as the unlimited, unprecedented, eternal, infinite creator God, part of that, <laughs> if we're seeing ourselves as separate from that, it's a wrong perspective. Pain is a wrong perspective. So for me, these kinds of statements, the simplicity of them, is extremely valuable to me. Because when I read this, I went, okay, that feels true to me. I am going to apply that to my experience day in and day out. So that's the primary way that I've done these lessons. So yes, I've done a lesson a day, but the thing that has really worked for me is to take a thought like this, a statement like this, a piece of truth like this, pain is a wrong perspective, and to work it every day, day after day after day after day. And it's easy to do that with this pain is a wrong perspective because any time I would feel mental, emotional, or physical pain, 
I would be reminded, because I wanted to be reminded, my higher self would remind me, Jennifer, pain is a wrong perspective. Change your perspective. Are you willing? And then I'd think, heck yeah, I am willing to change my perspective. I'm not interested in being crucified. I'm not interested in being a martyr. I'm interested and being a happy learner. So when, for me, most of my pain was mental and emotional, when I felt that pain, that discord, that disharmony, pain is a wrong perspective, right? So I am handing over my attachment, my mental, emotional attachment to this perspective that's causing the pain, handing it over to spirit to shift my perspective out of pain and into joy. So grateful that I did not have to learn how to shift my perspective. I only had to be willing. I mean... We've hit the mother load when we realize these things work and that they are true. Now, some people are incredibly successful working these teachings and some people struggle. And it's really the people who partner up and give it over to God 150 times a day Those are the people that have the great success. And to me, it's easier to give it over to spirit than it is for me to try to figure it out or understand it or break it down or any of those things. Just hand it over to spirit and let spirit do the heavy lifting, as I like to say. So pain is a wrong perspective. When pain is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. So pain is a wrong perspective. Pain is proof of self-deception. If you experience ongoing pain, regular pain, write these things down. Pain is a wrong perspective. Pain is proof of self-deception. So I think we're all aware that we deceive ourselves in many ways. Some people do it a lot. I, I, I used to do it so much I had no idea that I was even doing it. And people would ask me questions sometimes like, oh, what about this? And I'd say, oh, yeah, no, that's going great. That's so good. And people would look at me and think, she, she's in a dream world. She doesn't really know what's going on in that area of her life. She doesn't. And I didn't. I was deluding myself. Why was I deluding myself? I think the most basic thing was I couldn't handle the interpretations that my personality 
had made about those situations. And so I had to pretend that it was completely different from how I thought it was. I couldn't handle what I thought might have been the truth. So better for me to pretend that something else is going on entirely than have to admit to myself, this is not going well. I felt like such a complete and utter failure within myself that I had to pretend that everything was good. So, of course, then there was no healing because I was doubling down on the self-deception. Pain is a wrong perspective. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. So I began to see, because I was willing to see, that I had been deluding myself. And I had to go through, uh, this is something I did back in my 20s, mid to late 20s. I, I had to recognize that I had deluded myself. I had to start to accept mentally and emotionally what I thought things were really like for me in my life and in my relationships. And I went into a time that I call being disillusioned with the illusion. And that was the time where I felt suicidal. That was the time where I felt... I guess I felt depressed. But I know so many people... I've helped so many people heal their depression. Of course, they they did the work, but I stood by them and assisted them. But I've helped so many people do that now that uh, I I think I was I think I was depressed, but not nearly as intense as many people that I've worked with have been depressed. So I had to come through the other side of that. I had to be willing to go into acceptance of what was for me in my life at that time. And then I had to slowly, slowly for me, I just feel like I used to be a very slow learner. And maybe I still am. It doesn't really matter. I'm still a learner, learning every minute of every day. <laughs> Another word for learning is remembering, remembering the truth. Uh, I felt like I was a very slow learner, and I was learning slowly that I had given everything in the world all the meaning that it had for me. And that I could move in a different direction if I wished to. But first I had to believe it was possible. 
because I didn't want to wish for something that wasn't even possible because I was already sad and depressed. (laughs) So pain is a wrong perspective when it is experienced in any form. When pain is experienced in any form, Pain is a proof of self-deception. It is not a fact at all. There is no form pain takes that will not disappear if seen aright. One of the things that I've been contemplating lately for, I don't know, weeks or months now is that in order for everything to be Renewed, transformed, healed. All that it takes is our willingness to move into that holy instant of recognition of truth. That's all that it takes. It doesn't take a process. It doesn't take a guru. It doesn't take special equipment. It doesn't take the ability to meditate For an hour or more, it doesn't take anything else. Just our willingness. That's it. That's all that it takes. And I'm so glad that's all it takes. So you can see, if that's all it takes, then why are we still choosing to be uncomfortable, to be depressed, to be in pain? Well, we'd say, well, I'm not choosing it. But let's look at this, and that's what this lesson is about. Let's, let's look and see for ourselves. So pain is not a fact at all. If our house burns down, if our loved one passes away, it's not a fact that we have to be in pain. Jesus says, there's no form pain takes that will not disappear if seen aright. And I know I've said this a number of times before. I'll just say it again. I remember after my mom passed away and I I left my parents' home in Maine and went back to Los Angeles. I had been gone for months. And I was, I remember sitting in my living room. I started to think about my mom and I started to think about, the, I started these thoughts I'll never hug my mother again. I'll never hear my mother's voice again. These kinds of thoughts. And I started to cry. Feeling very sad. Grieving. And I recognized that my higher Holy Spirit itself was saying to me, communicating to me, however you want to perceive it, as a thought that appeared in my awareness that was... Jennifer, why are you telling yourself these things when you know they are not true? Why are you telling yourself these things when you know they are not true? And I thought, yes, why am I telling myself these things? I know they're not true. I will feel my mother's hugs again. I will hear my mother's voice again. And the thought came into my awareness. You can hear your mother's voice right now and immediately connect to her 
Anytime you'd like to connect to her, think of her voice. And you'll be connected. So I stopped crying. And I, I don't know that I ever cried again about my mother except for gratitude. I'm, I'm someone who I tend to cry. If I'm crying, it's probably because I feel so grateful, because I feel so blessed. It's, it's just how I am. I cry at marching bands. Oh, the unity. <laughs> and so there's no form of pain that will not disappear if seen aright. Now, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole lesson. I'm going to read parts of it. So I'm going to jump down to the end of paragraph 2 here now. I was just in paragraph 1, lesson 190. It is a nightmare of abandonment by an internal love which could not leave the son whom it created out of love. So pain is a nightmare of abandonment. What has abandoned us? Who has abandoned us? Eternal love. That's what our creator is. Eternal love. And eternal love could not leave us. We are created out of love. Pain is a nightmare of abandonment by an eternal love which could not leave us whom it created out of love. It says, which could not leave the son whom it created out of love. We're not abandoned by God. That is a wrong perspective. Why would we choose to believe it? One of my prayers that I used to pray all the time was, let me not believe that which is false. Let me divest myself of any investment in false beliefs. Paragraph 3 begins, pain is a sign. I'd say it's a symptom. Pain is a sign. Illusions reign in place of truth. Reign like a king or a queen reigns. Pain is a sign. Illusions reign in place of truth. So the antidote to pain is I'm willing to know the truth and give up all false beliefs. Our perspective will change. The pain will dissolve. You know, look. It's all very well and good to read these amazing and beautiful truths. Right? I can just imagine someone saying, Yeah, it's so easy for you, Jennifer, to read this. You uh, didn't survive a horrible car accident. You didn't have your child die. You didn't have your spouse die. You didn't have this and this and this and this in your experience. So it's easy for you, Jennifer. And that's fine. I can I can handle that. Now,
what I can say is I have been a spiritual counselor counseling people for 22 years, 23 years. And I've worked with a lot of different people. And in my year-long Masterful Living program, my Finding Freedom program, I've worked with a lot of people. And their perspective has changed. Where they had arthritic pain, chronic pain, all kinds of pain, depression, they see it lift. It doesn't lift for everybody in the same way, in the same timing, at the same pace. It's, it's individual for each person because each person has their own level of attachment to suffering. They have their own unique attachment to the wrong perspective. And so it takes a great willingness to really say, I do not know what anything is for, but I am willing to let go of everything I cling to that causes me pain. It takes a great willingness to do that. And I'm coming up to a break here. So I will talk more about this after the break. And also Masterful Living registration, pre-registration is open now. There are live bonuses with me this year, classes, multiple classes with me this year that are bonuses if you sign up early. So get on the wait list so as soon as registration opens, you'll know and you can get all the bonuses. The details are at jenniferhadley.com. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Yes, you're listening to A Course in Miracles with Jennifer Hadley. That's me. (laughs) That's my name. And uh, just before we went to the break, I was saying that I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, individually working with, I've worked with uh, more than a thousand individuals for sure. One-on-one working with them. And, uh, I've seen the most remarkable results. I see people who have far more, um, to me, amazing results than I have ever had in my life personally. People who get off their pain meds and uh, transform their relationships. Physical transformation, relationship transformation, emotional transformation, uh, release of chronic illness, all kinds of things are absolutely possible doing these practices of A Course in Miracles. And what I find is many spiritual students can be in advanced classes, more advanced than we could say than what I'm offering, but they're not actually doing the practices. They might be listening to the classes, but they're not doing the practices. So if you're not experiencing the joy, 
that Jesus talks about in A Course in Miracles, and you've been studying it for a long time, if you're not experiencing the healing that Jesus talks about in A Course in Miracles, if you're not experiencing the release from suffering that's talked about in A Course in Miracles, you probably are not actually doing the practices. And without doing the practices, you're not going to have the healing. It's uh, it's not like watching television, you know. You can't have a healing watching a television show. And you can't have a healing reading a book, not really. You, you have a healing because you shift your mind. And that's the definition of A Course of Miracles according to the Course. That a miracle is when you trade the ego thought system for the thoughts of the Holy Spirit, the thoughts that are true. And so pain is a wrong perspective because it's a belief in things that are false rather than what is true. Pain is a sign illusions reign in place of truth. That's where we left off in Lesson 190 before, that first line in paragraph 3. So let's let's I'm going to scoot down here to paragraph 5. It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. See now that's 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 a lot to swallow for many people. Someone says, "Look, I was raped repeatedly by my uncle when I was a child." My I had to go live with my aunt and my uncle, and my uncle raped me repeatedly when I was a child, and I had no control over that. So how could my thoughts alone cause me pain? It's I am suffering because of what happened to me. This is the way that we think when we're entrenched in the ego thought system, And these are the thoughts that cause us pain. One of the things I've done a lot of work with is folks who had experiences just like that, raped repeatedly as a child by a family member. And I I have witnessed people let go of the, the thoughts that they're thinking about it that have caused them pain. And now it's not painful to them anymore. It takes great willingness. It takes great willingness. So we can just begin with, I am willing to change my mind about whatever is causing me pain. If we can just accept that we're never upset for the reason we think, that we're in pain because of our thoughts. Our thoughts alone cause our pain. We just keep saying that. It's my thoughts that cause the pain. So, Holy Spirit, higher self, I am presence, Jesus, angels, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad, all of heaven, I'm asking for the maximum assistance 
in releasing my attachments to the thoughts that cause my pain. Whether I know what they are or not does not matter. Spirit knows what they are. So I am willing to release my attachment to them. I am willing. I am willing on this day, at this moment, I am willing. And I am willing to support and share this strength, this willingness with everyone everywhere so that everyone can be free of these thoughts that cause our pain. I am willing. Take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I don't need them. I don't want them. If you're experiencing pain of any kind, be willing to simply become aware of the thoughts that are causing you pain. Spirit, show me the thoughts that I cling to that cause my pain. This is what I did. This is what I did. And for me, it was mental pain, emotional pain. It wasn't physical pain. And the things were shown to me. And I turned them over to Spirit for healing. I did the self-forgiveness work. And I liberated from that pain, that mental and emotional pain. Again, we're here in paragraph five. It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. We keep thinking that the cause of the pain is in the world. And if we can rejigger the world, if we can rearrange the world, if we can redecorate the world, our pain will go away. Even with the body, we're convinced the pain is in the body because that's where it seems like we feel it. But the pain is in the mind. It is your thoughts alone that can cause you pain. It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. Oh, that's such a challenging thing for us to accept because we have been so carefully trained to project out onto the world that it is the world that causes our pain. It is the world that causes our suffering. So we have to be willing to say, that's not true. It is my thoughts alone that cause the pain. And I won't even say my pain, the pain. It is my thoughts alone that cause the experience of believing I'm in pain. Mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, relationship. It's just, I have seen so many people do this work and I have walked alongside them as they have changed their minds and the pain has dissolved, the emotional pain, the mental pain, the physical pain, all kinds of pain 
dissolve when people are willing to give up their attachment to feeling unworthy, when people are willing to give up their attachment to the blame and the shame, the regret and the guilt, the resentment and the hurt. So having clear practices that work and having a group of people to work them with so that we don't give up, we don't get discouraged, we don't fall into despair and give up for months at a time, years at a time. It's all there in A Course in Miracles. That's my sense of it. And yet, if we don't work these lessons, really work these lessons, we won't experience it. So my whole thing is, let's do it together and find the joy in it through remembering to laugh. We can laugh through the tears we can. We can laugh together in fellowship or we can cry together in fellowship, but we're not, we don't have to be alone anymore because the, I spent so many years of my life, maybe two decades, spending so much of my time alone in my suffering. Because I had so much self-judgment, I did not want anyone to join me in my suffering. I felt so inadequate, so unworthy, so foolish, so stupid, so unlovable. I didn't want anyone to come into my aloneness, my cavering, my cavering, <laughs> my cave of suffering, <laughs> my cavering, my cave of suffering. I didn't want any company there. I didn't want anyone saying, you know what you should do? F you, you know what you should do. <laughs> I mean, I've, of course, I've had people say that to me. You know what you should do, Jennifer? And back in the day, in my mind, I would say, uh, you know what you should do? You should F off. That's what you should do. You should walk away now before I hit you. That's what you should do. <sighs> Spiritual students giving advice. We don't do that in Masterful Living. We have a rule against it. We have a credo. We follow our credo. We honor and respect and love and support each other. And so we don't judge, we don't give advice. Usually if someone is giving advice, they're judging. Usually, not always, but usually. It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. Nothing external to your mind can hurt or injure you in any way. Nothing external to your mind can hurt or injure you in any way. Okay, are we willing to believe it or not? I'm willing. My willingness is all that's required. That is my, the key to my spiritual success, my willingness. There's no cause beyond yourself that can reach down and bring oppression. Okay, now he's making it clear. God will not oppress you. God will not punish you. There is no cause beyond yourself that can reach down and bring oppression. No one but yourself 
affects you. No one but yourself affects you. I think of the line, those who are loving are invulnerable. Those who are loving are invulnerable. So we learn to practice being loving. And we experience true invulnerability. No one but yourself affects you. There is nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. There is nothing in the world that has the power to make you sad or ill or weak or frail. So we can think of things that cause cancer. Things that are in the world that we've decided they cause cancer. Sometimes people will say to me, oh, you know, that causes cancer. And depending on who I'm with, I just either I don't engage because, you know, I follow spirit's direction in the moment. But a lot of the time when people make these kinds of statements, oh, that causes cancer. Oh, that'll make you sick. I just think uh, that's not my understanding. That is not my understanding. And so I'm going to stand on the rock of there's nothing in the world that can make me sick. But my thoughts can make it seem like I'm sick. No one but yourself affects you. There's nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. But it is you who have the power to dominate all things you see by merely recognizing what you are. So we have the power to dominate everything we see merely by recognizing what we are. We are the love of God. We are the mind of God. We are the life of God. We are the fullness of God's infinite love. We are eternal, infinite beings. That is what we are. He says, as you perceive the harmlessness in them, they will accept your holy will as theirs. So, there is nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. But it is you who have the power to dominate all things you see by merely recognizing what you are. As you perceive the harmlessness in the things you see, they will accept your holy will as theirs. As you perceive the harmlessness in everything you see, in other words, if you see God in everything you see, then everything you see will accept your holy will as theirs because there's no two wills. There's just God's infinite will. So the holy will of God is in each one of us. It's not separate. It's not different. So are we willing to see the holiness in our brothers and sisters, to see beyond their own thoughts about themselves? Are we willing to see 
the holiness in them. So recently I was writing in my daily shot of Spiritual Espresso, my daily blog that I send out every day, the inspiration. You can sign up to get it once a week, three times a week, or seven days. Uh, I send it out along with a prayer. And in there, I recently was writing about how it came to be that I uh, became a spiritual counselor, a prayer practitioner from the Agape community. And in my becoming a spiritual counselor, which I really wasn't interested in being, it was kind of a bait and switch thing with God where I... I, they didn't have any more classes. I had taken all the classes they had at Agape, and I wasn't done. <laughs> I wanted to go to the next level. So I went into the prayer practitioner training, uh, which is also a spiritual counselor training, and I thought, I'm not going to be a spiritual counselor. I don't want to be. But I, um, they were like, don't come into this training unless you are going to become a counselor. And I thought, well, you can't make me become a counselor. And so I made a deal with God. And I said, look, I don't want to be a counselor. The very idea of sitting and listening to people tell me about their problems just sounds like a nightmare. I do not want to do that. And however, if you send clients to me and they actually ask me Could I do a counseling session with you? I will not turn anyone away. And so uh, before I even graduated, people started asking me when I would start doing sessions. So I put them off as long as I could, and then I, I began seeing clients, and they began referring me, and I discovered that I had a passion for it. And the reason I had a passion for it, in part was because I made a commitment that whenever I sat with a client, I was going to see their perfection, their beauty, their wholeness, their magnificence. And I began to really focus on that in each of my clients. So the sessions became deeply healing and transformative for me because I let go of all judgment. I was extending love and compassion. I was seeing them clearly and correctly. And as I began to do that for my clients, I began to do it for myself. So this is how sitting with all these people one-on-one and listening very carefully to them, I came to understand it is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. Nothing external to your mind can hurt or injure you in any way. There is no cause beyond yourself that can reach down and bring oppression. No one but yourself affects you. There's nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. But it is you who have the power to dominate all things you see by merely recognizing what you are. As you perceive the harmlessness in them, they will accept your holy will as theirs. And what was seen as fearful now becomes a source of innocence and holiness. 
And that's exactly what occurred for me. My, I was afraid of sitting and listening to people's problems. And I changed my perspective. And now that experience became a source of innocence and holiness. And it deeply healed and transformed my mind, sitting with people. And I, I was saying recently in, a, in another uh, spiritual inspiration, another daily shot of spiritual espresso, gosh, I think I wrote it yesterday. So that would have been Tuesday, the 18th of October, 2022 if you're listening to this. Um, And I, what was the name of that one? It was, let's see if I can find it real quick here. Oh, I guess it went out today. Answering the call. No, I, anyway, uh, uh, I think it was answering the call. Yes. So I answered the call. And Jesus makes it very clear in A Course of Miracles, all are called. Everyone is called. No one is left out. Now, in paragraph six here, oh, let me mention, um, my spiritual counseling training intensive is coming up in November. It's the first two weekends in November. It's 100% online. And maybe next year we can do it in person again, but we're doing it online again this year. It's it's one of the very best things that I do. I love it. Other people love it. I've been training spiritual counselors for eight or nine years now, and people are making it their profession. And some people just come and do the intensive. They're lawyers. They learn to work with their clients better, their school teachers. They work with their students better. Everybody works with their family better. Everybody releases a whole ton of false beliefs. Um, People who are challenged in relationships learn how to be much better at intimacy and relationship conversations. So there's all manner of healing that comes from taking the spiritual counseling training intensive. So I invite you to consider and see if it's right for you. All the details at jenniferhadley.com. Now let's go to paragraph six here. Lesson 190. The world you see does nothing. <laughs> Seems like it's always doing something, right? The world you see does nothing. It has no effects at all. Remember, it's an illusion. So it's not real. And in the A Course in Miracles, effects are real. They're not illusory. So the world you see does nothing. It has no effects at all. It merely represents your thoughts. It's a projection. So the world you see merely represents your thoughts. Now, what's important to to recognize what he's saying here, the world you see, you don't see 
what's actually there. We don't see what's actually there when we cling to false beliefs. So anybody who's in pain is clinging to false beliefs. And that's why you do not see the world that is actually there. So I'm going to share that um, saying that I heard from Michael Beckwith all those years ago, back in the 90s, um, that's so much fun to say. And it's, when you believe more in what you don't see, then you will see what you don't see, and you won't see what you do see. When you believe more in what you don't see, so when you believe more in spirit than what you do see, your perceptions of the world, then when you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see. You will see the hand of God. You will see the the power of love. You will see what you haven't been able to see because you weren't interested in the truth. You were interested in your projections and perceptions. When you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see, and you won't see what you do see. The world you see does nothing. It has no effects at all. It merely represents your thoughts. And it will change entirely as you elect to change your mind and choose the joy of God as what you really want. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. This lesson is so rich. I'm just going to share a bit more of it here. The world may seem to cause you pain, and yet the world, as causeless, has no power to cause. As an effect, it cannot make effects. So the world is an effect. It doesn't have the ability to be the cause. Cause is in our mind. So the, an effect cannot make effects. The world we see is an effect of our thoughts and beliefs. As an illusion, the world is what you wish. The idle wishes represent its pains. Your strange desires bring it evil dreams. Your thoughts of death envelop it in fear. While in your kind, forgiveness does it live. Pain is the thought of evil taking form and working havoc in your holy mind. Pain is the ransom you have gladly paid not to be free. In pain does fear appear to triumph over love and time replace eternity and heaven. And the world becomes a cruel and bitter place where sorrow rules and little joys give way before the onslaught of the savage pain that waits to end all joy in misery. So it's no small thing if we are experiencing pain. There is an opportunity for us to do a very deep practice It's not hard to do. It just requires the willingness. 
And what I can say is it is so worth it. If you'd like company, come and join us in Masterful Living. Sign up for the early bird registration. Get all the bonuses, the live bonuses this year with me. Now, I'm also doing a couple of things uh, this month of October. I am doing a family forgiveness free class, and I'm also doing a free workshop on forgiveness. These things are coming up. They're at jenniferhadley.com. And there's a bunch of other things that are coming uh, November and December. Uh, But the bonuses for Masterful Living are what you really want to try to grab. So if you register early for Masterful Living, you will be able to enjoy those. And um, all you have to do is get on the wait list and then I'll notify you when that uh, those bonuses become available. You'll be the first to know. All right. All right. I'm so grateful for your love and support of this podcast. I'm so grateful that I get to share. And thank you for your reviews. For everybody who's written a review of the podcast, that is so, so helpful. Please tell people about it if you find it helpful. And please tell people about these free classes that are coming up. I like to do a lot of forgiveness work before the holidays so that people will do the family forgiveness and free themselves, liberate right now before the major holidays are coming. All right. That's Bodhi. Bodhi's saying it's time to go. It's time to go. (laughs) Time for... For us to go for a walk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles podcast. Let's pray. I invite you to place your hand on your heart, and let's be grateful and thankful that pain is a wrong perspective, and we can release all attachment to pain and suffering right here, right now. We're opening and expanding our willingness to see the truth, know the truth, reveal the truth, live the truth, celebrate the truth, and share the benefits with everyone. We're grateful and thankful to let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. God bless.